I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms to see or test drive the amazing Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Call our sales team or log on to gilmores.ie. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. The best in motoring here for you. LMFM. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. WhatsApp and text lines are open if you want to get in touch. 086-1800-658. Lots to get through during the show. Let's kick things off with Aha. 80s classic. Aha, take on me. On LMFM's 11 to 1. Do you know what? I'm going to dedicate that one to the lovely Alan Cantwell. It has been lovely to hear Alan on the radio this morning. Great to have him with us. He's standing in for Michael Reed all of this week. I grew up watching him on TV3 and I met him very, very briefly in the corridor there and it was just like, wow, I was a little bit starstruck for a second there. I really was. But it's great to hear him on the radio again, wishing him the best of luck this week as he covers for Michael Reed. It is the start of another week and I don't know about you, but I am counting down the days to that lovely four-day weekend that is coming our way very shortly for St. Patrick's Day. It has been a long time, hasn't it, since Christmas. That was the last big holiday for us and we're sort of going, we need something, we need a breather. Four lovely, blissful days of weekend is lovely. And, you know, it's great to see so many local towns and villages putting on parades again this year for the first time since 2019, I realised this morning, because, of course, all of the parades were cancelled in 2020. It marked the start of the pandemic. So this is a cause for great celebration now. It really is. If you want us to publicise details of parades or things happening for festivities for St. Patrick's Day in your local area, do get in touch with us because we'd love to do that. You can send in the details to info at lmfm.ie so if you're involved in a parade committee or St. Patrick's Day festivities in the local area and you want us to read it out info at lmfm.ie is the best place or you can give us a call as well 0419832000 that's our new calling in number 0419832000 and we are we're waiting for them. We're hopefully now all we need now is just like a glorious day like we had yesterday with the beam and sun coming down. That's what we need. You know, weather gods, come on now. Deliver it for us. That's that's all we need going into a nice St. Patrick's Day festivities for the four days. Now getting back to today, lots going on today. And I have a young person in my house that is very, very interested in engineering. I'm hoping that she's going to continue on that path because there's so much involved in engineering now. There's so many different areas that you can get into and it really is a great stepping stone having sort of a general degree in engineering. We're going to be chatting engineers very shortly with Caroline Spillane. She is Director General of Engineers Ireland and this week marks Steps Engineers Week. All of this week. So schools, I know parents will be getting involved in this with events happening at home. There's lots of online resources happening as well. So we're going to be chatting to Caroline all about engineering very, very shortly. It was great uh, turnout in Drogheda on Saturday for the Ukrainian people. Great 
vigil and uh, I suppose show solidarity organised in the middle of the town it was fairly jammers and it was great to see it also I didn't realise this I actually spotted it just online later on then on Saturday evening because this was lovely as well the coastal communities of Bettystown, Mornington and Laytown turned out in great numbers on Saturday evening to show solidarity with the besieged people of Ukraine it was um, an event that was organised by the staff at Pat's Centra very well known shop in Bettystown and it was again a symbolic act of solidarity with the Ukrainian people and sort of a really nice way to unite the community there you know together so um, people were wearing the, the, the blue and the yellow and children had drawn sunflowers and there was a human chain formed on the beach as the sun was setting as well and there was singing and donations and everything else so such a lovely event so between that and what was happening in Drada I know there was other events happening locally as well it's great to see the, the North East uh, community getting behind the people of Ukraine and we have to say a massive thank you here as well in LMFM because just a couple of days ago we launched an appeal. We've teamed up with the Irish Red Cross. We wanted to do something proactive. We wanted to help in any way that we could. And we decided to team up with the Irish Red Cross and we appealed for donations. And ourselves, along with our sister stations uh, in Dublin, Cork and Limerick, also put out appeals on their shows and their stations as well. €33,000 has been raised for Red Cross so far. And that is thanks to all of those people's generous donations. We are so, so grateful for this. We really are. We're asking you to continue this support because we're hearing about it all the time. Fighting, shelling, it's continuing across the Ukraine. Grave humanitarian consequences. There is just, people are in horrific situations and every minute that goes by, more women and children are suffering without the basic human essentials. We're hearing that children have to basically decide whether they have to be out on the streets uh, where there's shelling happening and bombs being dropped or head into basements where there's rats, there's no water, there's no basic supplies for them. We need to help them. We need your help. We really do. If you can, please donate anything at all that you can. lmfm.ie forward slash aid. That's where our direct link is there. If you want to donate anything at all and all of this money is going directly to the Irish Red Cross who are on the ground in Ukraine supporting and helping the people. So anything at all, it doesn't matter how small you have, anything would be a huge help. lmfm.ie forward slash aid. If there's anything happening locally uh, in terms of fundraisers or things that you want us to promote in regards to sending um, the aid trucks, that kind of stuff out to the Ukraine, do let us know here as well on 086 1800 Six five eight. We're going to take a quick break. I'm back with Adele. Eleven to one on LMFM. Got a chance to get out to the cinema at the weekend to see the most anticipated movie it has to be of this year to date, The Batman. I'm going to tell you all about what I thought of it very shortly. But first, here's Adele for you. There's Adele. Easy on me. I'm probably going to cause ructions for saying this now, but went to see Batman, the Batman, I should say, in the cinema on the weekend. And that was brilliant. The film was amazing. And I'll tell you all my thoughts about the film in a minute. But um, what I was very concerned about was, and we did mention this myself and Niall O'Brien on Friday quite a few times. Batman, the Batman, the new movie is a 15s. Okay, it's a 15s. So it's not even 12 year olds can go and see this. Right. And we did speak about how dark it is. And let me tell you, it's very dark. Like this is not for children. And the screening that I went to on Saturday night had children that must have been about five or six. Like they had the little costumes on going in to see Batman. And I says to my husband, I was like, oh, my God are these kids actually going to go in and see this Batman? Uh, Do they they realise that it's not actually like the Avengers? It's not, you know, like fair enough now, the Avengers, you know, it's all shooting and all that kind of crack. But this is like, like think of if people have seen the movie Seven starring like Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman from, I think it was in the 90s, that movie, or, you know, Silence of the Lambs even. I'll go as far as even kind of going, like that's the level of darkness that you're talking about with this film. And little, little, littleies that are five and six, no, no, not allowed into Batman in my view. And look, I know everyone has their own parenting style and all of that, but I just think that that's craziness. Parents, watch the trailer for Batman. That's my number one thing that I'd be saying to you. 
And if little uh, kids at home are wanting to see it, the answer is no is what I would be saying as well. It's so dark. Like, you're talking about a character like this. The character, the Riddler in this, is horrific. Horrendous, what he does to people. And from the very opening, he's horrific and horrendous, what he's doing. So... You're talking scarred for life, nightmares that your kids are going to be, you know, experiencing with the likes of this. So I really do implore people, do not let your young children go and see the Batman. It is just, I was just, I was very shocked. I was very shocked when I saw little kids dressed up as Batman walking into the cinema. And I, th- I know like in terms of the cinema staff, once the parent is there, it's kind of up to the parent, isn't it? But there's you know, censorship on these things for a reason. Like there's age restrictions on these things for a reason. It's 15s. It's so dark. So, so dark. So look, that's my bit on it. But anyway, for adults and over 15s, the Batman, if you are a fan of these kind of movies, the Batman movies, this is a brand new Batman, let me tell you. Robert Pattinson, whenever we he announced uh, that he was going to be Batman, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can see this happening. He's amazing. He is brilliant as Batman. He really is. It goes back to Batman's detective roots. It goes back to Batman, the vigilante, the outcast of society. He is in no way in this movie really held up as a, a hero. You know what I mean? They might be shining the beacon in the sky, but they're not really sure about him. And he's very much Bruce Wayne, the reclusive. You don't see him swanning around at parties or any of that. He's living there with Alfred in his crumbling mansion and he's very dark and mysterious and vengeful. And it's excellent. I have to say as well, Niall gave a great review of this on Friday. So if people want to head over to lmfm.ie and into the podcast, you'll get Niall's take on all of this. Because I think... um he was spot on in what he said. Now, I didn't agree with him as it being too long. It is three hours, but I didn't feel the three hours going, I have to say. It is a cinema event for adults and older people, people over 15. OK, that is what I'm going to say to you about the Batman. Yeah, I wasn't impressed, to be honest, seeing little kids going in. Anyway, that's my two cents on it. The creative and dynamic world of engineering is set to come to life in schools and homes across the country as Steps Engineers Week kicks off this week. I'm going to be finding out more about this with Caroline Spillane. She's Director General of Engineers Ireland. She's going to join us just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. The creative and dynamic world of engineering is set to come to life in schools and homes across the country as Steps Engineers Week kicks off this week. Running until the 11th of March, Engineers Ireland's largest celebration of the engineering profession aims to encourage young people and their families and teachers to explore the creative world of engineering and the limitless opportunities a career in this sector can offer. As part of the week-long campaign, primary and secondary school students are being challenged by Engineer Ireland's Steps programme and the Gaelic Players Association to engineer, this is really interesting, how the Gaelic games will look by the year 2050 and there's a competition element involved in this. Joining me now to tell us more about Engineers Week is Director General of Engineers Ireland, Caroline Spillane. How are you doing Caroline? Very good, very good. Delighted to be able to talk to you about this really important week for uh, engineers, the engineering profession and engineering in Ireland. It's lovely to have you because engineering is one of those areas that I'm encouraging my 16-year-old daughter to consider. And it seems that I'm not alone because 80% of the public see engineering as a really rewarding career choice for young people, which is very encouraging news for you guys. It's a very positive outcome. So we went out and we asked the public a number of different questions and that was one of the things that came back. And interestingly, the public also see it as being um, equally rewarding as a career choice for boys and girls, which I think is a very important signal to send. The the public feel that there's, you know, it's a very rewarding career. It's open to boys and girls. And I think the public are starting to see that there are so many different opportunities available if you take a route to engineering. And there's many different routes that you can take, obviously, through through university, but also through institutes of technology and then through further education and training. That's fantastic because there used to be misconceptions out there, you know, that uh, engineering was just for the boys. So this is really encouraging to see. And I know slowly but surely more girls are considering careers in this area they're becoming more confident and choosing this path which is wonderful Uh, there's also you know the misconceptions around say things like you know oh you need to be really good at maths you need to be really tech savvy all of that's kind of petering out as well isn't it 
Yeah, I think what we normally say to people is, are you a problem solver? Are you creative? Do you like to work on big challenges? And these are the kinds of characteristics that uh, engineers display. So if you are interested in any of those areas, yes, of course, there's going to be the technical aspect, but there's a lot of support in, um, in colleges now to help people get through. But, you know, engineering is all about creative problem solving, and we certainly have enough problems, big, big problems that uh, engineers need to solve. And a lot of those are very, very close to the hearts of young people. And, for example, climate change, Mm. biodiversity loss, sustainability. All of those are areas that engineers are very central to development and new technology. Uh, You know, a myriad of different career opportunities and different types of engineering that young people can get involved in. Absolutely. And this week, Engineers Week, is a great way to showcase all that a career in engineering can offer. Can you tell us a little bit more about what's happening this week? Well, there's things happening all around the country. And the first thing I'll say is that if anybody's interested in checking out what's happening, they should go on to engineersireland.ie forward slash schools, because there are tons of resources on that site for primary school children, for secondary school children, for their parents, and also for their teachers. So we have a whole range of activities, even, um, you know, in Louth and Mead alone, there's over 4,000 young people and their teachers taking part in lots of different things. So there's things like the Engineering Pinwheel Challenge, which demonstrates how wind energy is formed. There's quizzes, documentaries, on-demand virtual events, uh, shows by Explorium, Scientific Zoo, other STEM professionals. So lots of different resources are available there for, for parents, for teachers, for primary school children and secondary school children. And this was, you know, one of the big things that we've, we've um, uh, linked up with the Gale Players Association this year on. And he said at the outset that whole challenge around engineer the game of the future. And that's a new competition for both primary school children and secondary school children. And it's really all about challenging young people to look at things like, well, what's the technology going to be for the future of Gaelic games when you think about, you know, hurlies or footballs or things that are happening on the pitches? You know, there's lots of different things you can look at in terms of um, performance. How do you engineer solutions to help sports people improve their performance even things like what's happening in the stadium can we have smart stadiums can we have sustainable stadiums all of these things are challenges that young people can look at and we're delighted to work with the Gaelic Players Association many uh, GPA members of course are engineers working in different companies all around the country and there'll be um, an opportunity for young people to submit their entries and fantastic prizes including um, an opportunity to meet your in, um, your your like um, player hero. Oh, that, yeah, this, attend, um, this a, is um, fantastic because you know, as you say there, like you know, we were talking about you know engineering and different aspects of life, and it is it applies to all aspects of the world around us. So, people with an interest in sport, this is a really exciting competition. As you say, open to primary and secondary school students, which is great. Fantastic prize involved in this. Getting to meet your Gaelic hero is is a great opportunity as well. But this idea of you know having a think, as you say, about what you know, how is the game going to look you know in 2050 what changes can we put in place now and very interesting challenge for young people yeah and it goes back to the point i was making about engineering being about solutions being about creative um addressing big challenges and applying what you've learned to these kinds of things and having you know there's such variety in careers for engineers and this is an opportunity with this with this competition to really show how actually this is engineering in practice, uh, but we're applying it to a Gaelic Games context. But really it could be applied to all kinds of different contexts and it gives young people the opportunity to really get creative. I mean, there is really no limits here in terms of what they can come up with by way of solutions. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you hope students get from the week? Because as you mentioned there, there's so much. I was actually on the website myself this morning to see what my daughter could be looking at. There's a huge amount of uh, variety there for people to delve into. But what do you hope that people take away from the week? 
Well, I think the first thing is that they think about uh, STEM subjects in uh, secondary school, so they'd be science, technology, engineering and maths. And then that they start to think about, well, you know, is engineering something that I'd like to to, uh, explore? That they'd start to look at maybe different aspects of engineering and then different routes to engineering because you can come through a professional apprenticeship route. Uh, you can obviously go to an institute of technology or to university. There's lots of different ways to uh, become an engineer. And I think we, we want people to understand that, you know, there are, it, it is a profession that can take you anywhere into different types of industries but also all around the world. Yeah. Uh, engineers are in demand globally. And so it's a very portable career. It's the qualifications that you receive in Ireland are recognized internationally. And that it's a career that you can develop in over your lifetime. And there's lots of different opportunities for you to perfect your, your technical side, develop your management side. And obviously, you know, Different types of industries need different types of engineers or the types of skills that engineers uh, learn in, in, in third level can be applied in lots of different contexts. So it's, it's, so the overall message is check it out. It's a career for those who want to be problem solvers, creative thinkers and who want to play their part in providing solutions for some of the biggest challenges that we're going to face. Uh, globally, uh, economically and socially. The future is bright, certainly for engineers. Caroline, uh, wishing you the best of luck with all the events this week. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. Steps Engineering Week runs until March 11th. That's Friday. As Caroline said there, more details and information, engineersireland.ie forward slash schools. There's tons of different resources for teachers, for parents if you want to dip into this. There's loads there in terms of fun activities for the kids. And as Caroline mentioned there as well, lots of people from the STEM industry sharing their views on their career and kind of, you know, describing what they do every day. It's a fantastic resource. Resource engineersireland.ie forward slash schools. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Music from Mojo on the way for you, but we are going back in time to the year 1876 and a controversy surrounding the invention of the telephone now. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 77 On this day, 1876, Alexander Graham Bell receives a patent for the telephone in the US, but the invention of the modern telephone and who got the credit came down to the wire on this day because lawyers for Alexander Graham Bell and another inventor by the name of Alicia Gray both filed patents on the morning uh, according to research years later. This was on the 14th of February but then they got the patent on, on, the, on the 7th of March. But Bell was the fifth entry of the day, Grey the 39th, thus Bell was awarded the patent. That's how it, how, how it happened. Decades of controversy, much disagreement over who reached the patent office first and uh, there's lots of different you know, accusations that Bell stole the information from Grey's invention but in any case, March 7th, 1870 the US Patent Office issued Bell with the telephone patent and the rest is history. And today is National Cereal Day. Yes, they say that the breakfast is the most important meal of the day and for cereal lovers out there, it's the tastiest as well. National Cereal Day today. LMFM Northeast Update. There's Mojo Lady Hear Me Tonight on LMFM's 11 to 1. Tomorrow is International Women's Day and on the programme, I am very excited about this. I'm going to be celebrating women in radio and specifically, I'm going to be chatting to my colleagues on the show from uh, the first lady that I'm going to be chatting to is Patricia Messenger. She has been in the same radio slot on Cork's C103. Cork Today is her show. It's a current affairs show. She's been on that slot for 30 years. She's the longest running current affairs show in Ireland. Amazingness. And she is... I'm very excited to meet her, very excited to learn a lot from her and to hear about the highs and lows of her career. She has a really, really interesting career in radio. I'm also going to be joined by my colleague here on LMFM, Tuala Lucy. She took over nighttime slot 
on LMFM back in October. I'm going to be chatting to her about how she's getting on in the role, sort of starting out, I suppose, uh, with her own programme as well here. And sort of, you know, it's kind of both ends of the spectrum. Somebody that's been in the same show for such a long time and somebody just starting out and we're going to celebrate women in radio on the programme tomorrow. Now getting back to today, News at 12 is approaching and after that in the theme of International Women's Day. This is fantastic. I haven't heard about this festival until very recently but the Bleeding Pig Film Festival, they also have the Bleeding Pig Cultural Festival in and around the Fingal Dunabate area. They are hosting uh, A Date with Mad Mary. It's a screening of A Date with Mad for Mad Mary uh, tomorrow for International Women's Day we're going to be finding out all about that plus Solo the Solo series that got us through the lockdown all these amazing local and national artists that decided to open up their homes and play for us online throughout lockdown that is returning but it's live and in person with in association with Drihid Arts Centre we're going to be finding out all about that with Colette Farrell from Drihid as well that's all to come 11 to 1 on LMFM Hello, hi, it's DIY. How are you, Ray? Dimpin' it here. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. Picture this, kicking off our second hour with one night. She thought that she'd survive just one night, but oh my God, she is doing amazing. Jockey Nina Carberry, she is dancing up a storm on Dancing with the Stars and she overcame a knee injury. Fair play to her. And she was just so amazing performing the jive with Pasquale. And like I know she was hoping to get a hat trick of 30 for the third week in a row. But look at, you know, knee injuries, lot going on. She received a very, very amazing, a very good score of 26 points. And I'm delighted for her. I'm delighted. We're following her progress here. And I know a lot of people are supporting her locally and voting for her. And it's fantastic. She is really close to the finish line now at this stage I think is next week the quarter final oh my god my nerves my nerves she's amazing every single week she comes out and just really gives it her all she really does and I have to say I was really gutted for Aslan's Billy McGuinness because he was voted out last night but he was just amazing he really was throughout this whole whole competition and he had torn calf muscles in, and everything and just performed so, so well. But the judges did send him home last night. But uh, yeah, he I think he's going out in style. I think he is because that Charleston was absolutely amazing. I am really loving this series of Dancing with the Stars, not just because there's local people in it. I just love it. I, I don't know how they do it every single week. They just come up with the goods every week. They perform a, a brand new dance from scratch. It's amazing. They are all doing fantastic, but we are delighted for Nina and um, uh, yeah, we might have to chat to her again before Sunday's uh, quarterfinal, that is for sure. Now, let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art, rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Dundalk.ie has it all. I'm Louise. Greg Kinnear says working on his latest project was something completely different for him. The actor stars in the new horror comedy Shining Veil. He features alongside Courtney Cox who plays a writer trying to figure out whether she's depressed or possessed. Greg says there were elements of filming which caught him by surprise. There's a little bit of improvisational element to this show that was all, we were kind of always faced with. It's kind of like well how are we going to do it? And I, I felt like we had a very collaborative world around us that kind of opened uh, open up that and, and it made it great fun. Bridgerton star Simone Ashley says she's happy the show focuses on her character's journey rather than her heritage. The 26-year-old plays Kate Sharma in series two of the period drama on Netflix. The actress says she's impressed no one on the show mentions that her character comes from India. Colin Farrell is a Golden Globe award-winning actor with a number of eagerly awaited projects on the way. But how is he with spicy food? Find out as the Hollywood star takes on the wings of death and discusses classic films, the genius of Steven Spielberg and his love of chili claws. Extreme heat. But I think after the last one, it's almost a walk in the park. Oh, yeah, the last one just carpet bombs bombs your whole being. (sighs) Worst thing that one does, the last one is just activates the... (laughs) Reactivates, <laughs> the one, yeah. reactivates. The cumulative effect 
of the Hot Ones gauntlet over here. This is great, though. So ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. You have a good time? Yeah, yeah it's good fantastic. Time. It's so stupid. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all have to add in this because it contains information about local students but Martians from Planet Jupiter. It's a short live action fiction film produced by DKIT students uh, last year on year three of the BA Honours in Film and Television Production. They have won the Best Live Action Award at the First Frame event at this year's Virgin Media Dublin International Film Festival. Amazing. They've beaten off competition from film and media courses from across the country and they made it as part of the year-long project module in third year. They underwent a really challenging process of developing and preparing to shoot the film remotely during COVID. They had to fundraise, they had to sort locations, all of this before returning to campus in April 2020 to shoot and edit the short film under really strict COVID guidelines. Fair play to them. They've already won Awards such as Best Student Cinematography at the LA Cinematography Awards, Best Student Filmmakers at Istanbul Film Festival, Best Sci-Fi Film by London Shorts. They are ones to watch out for. So well done to the students involved in the making of Martians from the planet Jupiter. Now we're going to be talking movies very shortly because A Date for Mad Mary is going to be screened in Dunabate tomorrow as part of celebrations for International Women's Day that the Bleeding Pig Film Festival are involved in. We're going to be chatting about that very very soon about a revolution on LMFM's 11 to 1 I have just found a great excuse to play the trailer for a date for Mad Mary because tomorrow which is International Women's Day there's some great events happening around the country but as part of this the Bleeding Pig Film Festival in association with the Bleeding Pig Cultural Festival is going to be screening a date for Mad Mary as many people will know written and directed by Drogheda people uh, Darren Thornton his brother and Yasmin Akram as well and they've picked up loads of awards all over the place and it was shot in Drogheda such a strong connection that we have here to this movie Here's a little taster of the trailer. Do you want to go on a date sometime? What? A date. What are you on about? This train is serving all stations to Drogheda. All stations to Drogheda. Hey. Hey. You're my best mate. Mischief. How come I didn't get a plus one? Because a place of like 60 quid. I wouldn't worry about her turning up with a fella. Chance to be a fine thing. I think I'd get a fella quicker than you, Leona. Mary. It's exciting, isn't it? No. Have a look. Like a whore. I believe you're looking to find someone to go to a wedding. I met a fella. Oh, what's his name? John. John Carter. From Mars. <laughs> you're going on all these days to strangers to find someone to bring to a wedding? Yeah. Not because you want to meet someone? No. There's a little taster of it, a date for Mad Mary. We're going to be chatting to Emma Fagan. She is the curator of the Bleeding Pig Film Festival. She is very much behind this screening of the film, A Date for Mad Mary, which is happening tomorrow. We'll chat with her just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. Tomorrow marks International Women's Day with some great events happening around the country celebrating the achievements of women. As part of the National Day of Celebration, the Bleeding Pig Film Festival in association with the Bleeding Pig Cultural Festival presents a screening of A Date for Mad Mary, the multi-award winning Irish film, which is the feature debut of director Darren Thornton from Drogheda. And this is the perfect female-focused story to show audiences for International Women's Day. Joining me now to tell us more is Emma Fagan. She's curator of the Bleeding Pig Film Festival. How are you doing, Emma? Hi, Sinead. I'm great. How are you? Thanks I'm for good. having me on. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us. I have to ask you about this first of all now. Tell us about mm-hmm. the Bleeding Pig Film Festival. Where did the name for this come from? Well, I can't take responsibility personally. So the Bleeding Pig Cultural Festival is a uh, festival based out in Donabank. They run a wide range of cultural events every year in September. Um, so from what I've heard, it's the bleeding pig. It's not nothing to do with horror films and it's no animals are harmed. <laughs> but um, it's with, it's a, I don't know if you know Gary of Donabay, but it's a beautiful sweeping landscape out there along the coast. And apparently there is a strange rock formation in one of the caves. 
and there's some red moss on the rock and when it rains or when the tide comes in it apparently gives the look of that the the rock is bleeding and the rock is in the shape of a pig. Oh my <laughs> so god, that is amazing. Uh, I love so, this festival now even more with this yeah, story. It's it's quite cool and it is quite a, an unusual rock formation. So if anyone's out that way they can track it down and have a look. It's it's lovely, but it's beautiful out there like it's Oh it is I'm, stunning yeah, world, I'm a yeah. I'm a South Sider myself and I got involved in the festival five years ago to do film for them and I've just fallen in love with it since then. You know it's I just absolutely love it out there. Yeah, and this is going, yeah. you know, as well as the festivals, you know, the, the there's a very healthy arts community that is thriving in the Dunabate area. It's really going really from strength is. to strength, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I know if, if you want to check out their website, the bleedingpig.ie, there's there's information on a on a, an International Women's Day Zoom event that they're running on Sunday. Um, or in Monday night, so last night so that's done. But um, yeah, so there's lots of events uh, go- going on with, with them coming up in September as well. Yeah, they're kind of ongoing, aren't they? Absolutely. So International Women's Day is tomorrow and the Bleeding Pig Film Festival and the Cultural Festival will have come together for this great mm. event. And uh, we're very excited here because we are massive, massive fans of A Date for Mad Mary. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a film, filmed and set in Drogheda. Uh, Darren, the director, as you know, is, is from Drahad himself. It's based on a play called Ten Dates for Mad Mary, which was written by a lady from Drahada herself as well. So, uh, and the film itself then has, has just got a, a great female ensemble cast. So it's, yeah, it's a perfect film to, to celebrate women in general and particularly women in film and, women in, in cultural cultural areas as well. Yeah, because I know that screening film-focused f- stories and movies by film directors is extremely important to yourself with the film festival generally. Yeah, so um, I guess when we started out, that was, there were two things that were important to me um, with screening films out in Donabate, was to bring independent film out of the area to people who, you know, may not see... Um, short films or independent films their nearest cinema would be in Swords where you really just have the blockbusters mainly so it was just to bring something different and open people's eyes to what's out there and also then to give uh, women in film a chance to kind of showcase their work so we've run most with aside from last year unfortunately which we, we didn't run because of COVID but um, every festival we run we'll have a Q&A afterwards and um of our screenings have been filmed by women and we've got the filmmakers out to chat and we've thrown it in Keeling the Pub so it's just a lovely kind of intimate cosy place to watch films and chat afterwards but without the kind of formality maybe of some of the film festivals in Dublin City you know so it's just a a more informal way I think to introduce people to, to these films yeah, and it's, it's a testament to you to do this because, as you say, not so many film festivals have been conscious of of bringing female stories to to, to the masses. So I, I I think that's fantastic. Now I've seen this a few times at this stage, mm-hmm. this movie. But for people who haven't seen it, I did play the trailer just before you came on there. Tell us a little bit more about the plot of this. Yeah, so um, the the plot is it's Mary McCardle and she's a young woman who spent some time in prison. We don't really know why. Uh, she's just out of prison and she gets out of prison to the news that her uh, best friend is getting married. So um, she realises just after she's, she's out of prison that things have changed. People are kind of settling down and all she wants to do is kind of, you know, get back her, her time that she's lost in prison and just get out and have a good time. So it's a lot going on. Uh, the main character, uh, Mary, is played by Shauna Chrislack, who's just absolutely Amazing. brilliant in yeah. the role and Charlie Bailey is her best friend who's getting married uh, Charlie has or Charlie has done lots of stuff um, the last few years she's writing films now herself uh, she's going to come out and join us then oh exciting the yes you can meet some of the yeah. cast in this as well this is fantastic exactly yeah yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, well, there's there's people definitely will relate to, to Mary on some level because there's this idea of all of your friends and your social group moving on and what was once important to you and them is now no longer important and you're out of the loop. And it there's a lot going on in this. I don't want to spoil it too much, but yeah, there's a lot going on in this, isn't there? There's so much. I mean, it's 
you know, it's it's gone. It's it's a very, it's extremely funny film. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's got its dark side as well. You know, there's sad moments. Uh, it's very much yeah. It's about friendship, really. I guess. And yeah. Also about you know just finding your way. I would say coming of age, but she's a little bit older than than that. But it's just finding your way in the world, and you know working out who you are and, yes. and lots of kind of challenges with that. But I, I think it'll be a huge success for, I mean, I've seen it a few times and every time, you know, I really enjoy it. So if you've seen it before, I think it's well worth to see it during International Women's Day. Yep. But definitely if you've never seen it before, it's a great chance to get out and see it with, with a few other girls yep. and guys. Um, get you the know. girls together, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. it's, as you say, a great feature debut by Darren Thornton, uh, co-written by his brother Colin as well. That's and nice, yeah. Just, it is. It's, it, it, we love it because it just makes draw. It looks so lovely. I know, <laughs> definitely, definitely does. It yeah, really yeah. does. Uh, so yeah. how can people get tickets for this then? Uh, so you can just go on to the uh, Bleeding Pig Film Fest um, website, bleedingfilmfilmfestival.com. Sorry, bleedingpigsfilmfest.com um, yep. and it's it's on an Eventbrite link there or you can check out any of the social media platforms um, or you can actually email me at bleedingpigfilmfest at gmail.com. I'll put your name down. So it is free, but we would encourage people to book in advance. Just we have a, It's a small, intimate venue in, in Donabate Village in the parish hall. So... You know, we won't be able to squeeze in too many more people. So if you want to come, just yes, give, it, give us a drop us a line and we'll see if we can squeeze you in. Fantastic. That's the icing on the cake as well. It's a free event. Listen, I hope it goes really well for you. Happy International Women's Day to you, Emma. Looking forward very much. Do come back to us when you have plans in motion for the for this year's film festival. We'd yeah, love to, it should be to kicking off in September. So yeah, we'll keep you posted, definitely. Fantastic. Listen, thank you so much thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks, thanks a million. Bye. Bye-bye. Lovely event tomorrow for International Women's Day, Tuesday 8th at 8.30pm, Dunabay Parish Hall. As Emma mentioned there, you can check out all the details uh, at bleedingpigfilmfest.com. There's also a date for Mad Mary on Eventbrite. You'll find all of the details of it there. 11 to 1 on LMFM. It was one of the many ways in which the creative minds at Drehid Arts Centre kept us going through lockdown. Now solo, featuring a stellar lineup of award-winning local and national artists is returning, but this time it's live and in person, which is great. LMFM is delighted to team up once again with Drehid Arts Centre to support amazing musicians, singers and performers as they take to the stage at various locations around the local area here to perform a mini festival. It's going to start this Friday, it's going to run all weekend. Joining me now to tell us more about Solo is Director of Drehid Arts Centre Colette Farrell she's on the line how are you doing Colette? Hi Sinead how are you? I'm good thanks I'm good now Solo at Home was such a huge success last year during lockdown it was something that many music fans looked forward to because we were stuck at home but yeah. now this brilliant series is back live and in person which is fantastic yeah, it, it, it's back live and in person and I suppose, yes, in a mini festival over um, the coming weekend running from Friday, March the 11th to Sunday, March the 13th. We had a small outing um, on stage last year. We had four kind of solo um, concerts on stage last year but uh, between myself and curator um, SJ McArdle we decided to go all out and I guess, you know, the festival itself is very much about um, voice, it's about song, it's very much about stripped uh, backed uh, performances in a way and um, all through the concerts over the weekend as well we are including um, uh, local acts as as well as I suppose national uh, performers um, as well and we're delighted as well that it's not just at Drehid Arts Centre we're going to kick off on Friday night in Gerrard's Church which we've used before as part of say Drogheda Arts Festival and we have the amazing um, Emma, Emma Langford from Limerick in on Friday night and um, I, I'm sure those of us uh, you know a- Emma is, is, is amazingly on, on the up at the moment Oh she really um, is she's unreal She's yeah. fantastic and just I remember seeing her recently on the Late Late Show with the singing The Winding Way Down Cows Bay and just it was absolutely chilling so we're delighted to have her for the first time at Solo and then she's also going to be with um, Teresa who is a Louth based artist 
And again, another storyteller and a, a poet in a way, um, you know, telling stories and talking about real life experiences and touching on various issues from feminism um, to, to, to climate change. And then we move over to the High Lanes then on um, Saturday afternoon. And again, delighted to have this partnership with the, with the High Lanes. And we have another kind of striking wordsmith and mm. songwriter, um, Steel Wall. Um, his debut album, Where I'm From, was co-produced by Luca Bloom and also included the single What's Wrong With The World Ma, which was a duet with uh, Damien Dempsey. And then a more recent uh, single, My People, uh, pays tribute to his own legendary uh, musical ancestors from the travelling community. So he's on over in the High Lanes at 3pm uh, on um, Saturday afternoon. And then Saturday evening, then, we have... Uh, Brian Brannigan and Joe Chester from um, A Lazarus Soul, who I don't think need any introduction. I think I was telling you, um, uh, Sinead, Brian happens to be my cousin. And I only found out about him and what he was doing in terms of A Lazarus Soul over the lockdown. So it's quite special um, having Brian and um, and Joe on stage, and then Cayman Hall as well from East Mead, another local uh, singer songwriter and a so- songwriter, a veteran. I, I, I think of many local bands is going to be uh, joining us um, on stage as well. And then finally, we um, end the festival with this uh, amazing gathering of uh, singer songwriters: uh, Sive, Josh Johnston, Shazoy, and also our curator. SJ McArdle. On Sunday at four and it's so lovely. It's such a lovely way to kind of wind down the weekend and get ready kind of for the week. It's lovely and to have all these artists together performing in a kind of a a song circle is a real treat for people as well because this does not happen all the time. No, I think it's going to be quite different and quite unusual and um, we're going to have the performers on stage with the grand piano but we're also going to have the audiences on stage as well. We're kind of bringing what used to be our old bar set up, the tables and chairs, onto the stage. So it'll be quite beautiful and so intimate. And that's what I suppose quite magical about all of the concerts over the weekend. They are intimate. They, they are kind of, they are magical. And words and songs and, and, and poetry all the way through the weekend with just these fabulous um, singer-songwriters. So, so looking forward to it. Yeah, and I know for you personally, when you took over at Drihid, supporting local artists was something you really wanted to do and it's something that you're very passionate about. So with Solo, this is just one example of how local people can perform in their local area with huge support from the likes of Drihid. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, it, it was at the forefront of what I wanted, I suppose, to achieve um, five years ago. You know, what, what is a, a local art centre without local artists? They have to be at the heart of what we do. So artists and art are at the heart of what we do. And I suppose we try to set up an ecology in a way um, where, you know, a support system where we can support local artists to develop work and to showcase work. And, you know, you can see that, I suppose, in the the bursary awards that mm-hmm. we are now doing annually, like um, musician Sean Matthews, for example, is one of the bursary recipients this year. Um, Frank Kelly is our artist in association and filmmaker in association. So there's lots of different ways now that we are kind of working with local artists. And, you know, if there are people out there as well, do reach out to us. Yes. It's impossible for us to know everybody, for me to know everybody. We're a small team so you know if you want us to come on a studio visit or um you know, ju- just start the conversation. Yeah, reach out, absolutely reach out. And um, let me tell you, com is the place to go because I'm looking here. It's bursting with events, Colette, not just solo. Tell us what's happening, some of the highlights over the next couple of weeks. Well, yeah, l- lots of... Um Lots of highlights. I mean, uh, uh, just to say as well, it's, it's also wonderful to have the local community and amateur dramatic groups back. Yes. So I have to mention the HAG because oh, when great. we closed in 2020, the HAG by Fintan Harmon, uh, St. Bridget's Drama Group, we actually closed that show on a Thursday night and two years later they kind of come back to reopen it again. So we're delighted to have, you know, St. Bridget's Drama Group back and indeed Dulik will be coming back in in June with Canaries. We also have um, Tracy in from Kidcast with a wonderful show and uh, the Little Duke and Brenda Gogan are also coming in with two shows. So that's hugely important to us as well that we do support and our resource there for local groups. Um, we have Drawdra Traditional Music and Singing Festival back with a concert that was meant to happen last year um, and didn't. So Seamus 
Begley and Jim Murray are going to be in on the 26th of March. In April then, we are kicking off our big mural um, uh, public art yes. programme. And uh, that will, that's kind of all starting to come together now at the moment. One of the murals will begin, or the second one. We all know that the wonderful Kieran Dunleavy did his fantastic um, mural there last August in Dyer Street. So we have just cemented uh, finally all the, the buildings and all the artists on, are on board. So it's a mixture of um, national and uh, four international artists as well. So that's going to be kicking off on the 27th of March, culminating in a mini festival we hope in Abbey Lane on the 23rd of April with crafts and food and workshops and uh, and music um then we have uh, Terry Flynn, Patrick's Cavan Terry Flynn is coming in as well with Aaron Monaghan directing over there from Cavan with Living Dread. Uh, we're delighted as well to partner with um, DKIT and they're, uh, it's a, a wonderful concert showcasing uh, past students and current students called DKIT is 50 on the, uh, the 14th of May. And of course over this as well the Arts Festival is going to be oh, hitting Dread and the town yes. and, and you know every, every Everything uh, from the, I think it's from around the, the uh, 27th, uh, 27, 28th of April up to the bank holiday Monday. So they'll be releasing lots more kind of news um, around that as well. And I suppose festivals play a big part in this year as well. We are planning our very first Boyne Valley International Film Festival. Which I am ridiculously excited which, about. I did well, it we will chatters. be talking to you. Yeah, Steve. yeah. Oh, no I'm very doubt. excited. It's about time we had a film festival for this area. And I know that Frank Kelly is very much involved in this. He, Hugely involved. Yes. I mean, it was funny when Frank came back from the States and I took over at Drihid and we kind of both met to go, look, is there anything we can do together? And we both had it in our heads um, about a film festival and we both had the name, the Boyne Valley International Love Film it. Festival. And it was just, and we thought, we put it off for the last few years because of this and that and especially the pandemic. But I think now we're at the stage, look, let's do it. And I think... That's the the big thing at the moment. Like we're open and we're open safely and... uh you know, we're working with artists. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I know you're delighted to see it. It's wonderful to see everything happening again artistically for the local area. I know that there's so much to enjoy there, not just for this weekend with Solo. So much happening, and I know you're very much at the heart of all of the events that comes together there. Uh, listen, we're going to leave it there for now, yeah. Colette. But listen, thank you so, so much for joining me, and very much looking forward to Solo out on the weekend, returning March 11th to the 13th of March. Yes. Okay. Thanks Brilliant a million. Today. Thank you. Bye. 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 Colette Farrell there. All of the details, by the way, for all of these events can be found drihid.com. And as I always say on this programme, we got to support the arts. We really do. We have to support our local artists. They are the ones that got us through the lockdown with all of their amazing creativity and how they pivoted and adapted to keep us going during COVID. So it's very important to now support them. Uh, Solo out on the weekend, uh, as I mentioned, runs from March 11th to 13th. Tickets, full lineup, all of the details can be found drihid.com that is our lot on the show for today thank you so much for your company as always thank you so much to everybody who's contributed we'll chat to you tomorrow have a great day 11 to 1 on LMFM Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.